Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, Geekscapists. Big surprise here for you. We actually have your Daredevil Season 2 podcast. Welcome to Geekscape. This is a special. We're going to be talking all about the second season of Daredevil, which we all watched this past weekend, and uh, we weren't not going to watch it. This has got to be one of the biggest events of this year, and this year is pretty packed with Batman vs. Superman, Captain America 3, uh, and we, you know we've got another Star Wars movie coming out towards the end of the year in Rogue One, so this is an awesome geek year, and it's crazy that now we get to see these Marvel Netflix shows twice a year, because we've got Luke Cage coming September 30th. And we just got done with Jessica Jones in November. So uh, it's going to be this way for a very long time. It's exciting. Uh, it's really exciting. And Geekscapist, I know we failed you a few times. Oh, yeah, we had Deadpool, too. Uh, so so we, we've dropped the ball a few times on your recap shows with Ian Kerner, your super spoiler-filled specials. But we're not going to do it this time because Daredevil really is a huge event. And uh, we love this series. So uh, we made a point to really make the time. And we're here in the middle of the week, arguably during work hours, to uh, give you guys the lowdown on what we thought on season two and what we watched this past weekend. Uh, so, Ian, Daredevil season two, we watched all of it. Let's start with like the broad stroke. Well, well first of all, like, and, and guys, there will be spoilers. There will be massive spoilers. Of course, we're going to break this down. I gave you guys the impressions on, uh, that I, about the, the, what I liked about the season on the main show that's up on the website right now, but this is for the nitty-gritty. We've seen all 13 episodes. We're hardcore Geekscape soldiers. We're watching it for the spoilers and for the insight that only Ian can provide. So be ready for that. Ian, you're saying. So, so broad strokes, you know. Um, uh, well, so, the some, broadest stroke. Is well, this better than season? Do you like this more than season one? I'm just going to go even broader and just Ooh. talk about the Netflix in general because I don't think you know somehow we haven't been we haven't reviewed the others right you know which well is, there's which only one other we did Daredevil and, and, and we, we did Daredevil we, we did Jessica we didn't Jones talk. yes we did um, talk Jessica Jones I think that you know most people agree that Daredevil season one prior to this was the best MCU certainly among the best comic to film or television adaptations ever amazing you know amazing and and this outdid it. <laughs> yeah, you know this is. Yeah. I've met it, I've met it, one person who disagrees, but not by a lot. Yeah, I mean, you can find flaws, but when you have thirteen hours of content, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to find some flaws. And and I want to talk about that a bit. And maybe for the broad strokes conversation, let's talk about it a little bit. We're going to get into the nitty gritty, but you know, I was having a conversation with a buddy of ours, and I said, you know, here's the thing: people don't realize there's this tendency to think about the Netflix stuff because it's all available all at once. Mm-hmm. Think about it like, oh, you know, it's a big movie, but, you know, you know I work in television and I understand how television is made. And the reality of these Netflix shows is they're made just like any other television show. It's just that we're getting them all 
at the same time that they would have been delivering, for instance, Walking Dead episode 15 is going to air this week, so 16 will be the next week, and episode 16 of the season was delivered recently, was finished. You know, that's how that works, so they have to finish all of it. But one of the constraints that you have in television is they're writing as they're going because there there isn't that much time. Yeah. The reason cable and Netflix tends to be a little bit better quality than um, network, and you literally hear network writers and editors complaining that, oh, they have, you know, they have so much time on the cable stuff because if they're only doing 13 episodes or fewer in the same year that the other is doing 22, right. they can't spend as much time on it. Well, even so, I think that if anything, the biggest problem with Daredevil Season 2, which also existed in Season 1 and certainly existed in Jessica Jones, is... You see certain stuff at the beginning of the season, and then you get to the end of the season, you're kind of like, how did that happen? It seemed like a leap. It seemed inconsistent. Sure. Because they shoot the early part of the season, and they're still kind of making up as they go yeah. along. It's not a true Bible. You know, it's not as much as we'd like it to be. It isn't. And, and it's I, about time. I listened to uh, the Game of Thrones guys mm-hmm. talking about how they do Game of Thrones, and because that shot on multiple continents yes. with multiple directors and a scale that big. But they, that, they really do plan everything they, That's out planned advance. out their that, well, is, that is like a war plan. Well, well in advance, and the, the scripts are done before the first frame is shot. The rare show... That's very rare. Yeah, the rare show that was done at that level, which shows in the quality of it, was The, the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. David Chase was so involved that he'd have the whole thing done. He'd be involved in every aspect of production, and they wouldn't do any post... So it was completely done and wrapped. Back wow. east, he'd come to L.A. and then he'd post. And that's why it took two years. Yeah. Because to do that would take two years to do the season. Right. And maybe that's a good thing. You know, one of our buddies with commented how, you know, with the shooting schedule being what it is, there's no prayer of Daredevil even going in front of the cameras again till late next year. Right. For season three. Late 17, right. Yeah. And, and the reality of that is, and my attitude was, well, this is so cinematic, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Network TV doesn't do that. You don't go two years. It's either on the schedule next year or not. Right. But with cable, you can do that. And that's not horrible. I well, mean, we get, have 13 shows, hours of content. We have shows in which these characters can stay alive. Yeah. And, like, they're, they're still going to be in the forefront of our, of our narrative because Luke Cage is going to exist in that in Right. That, in that and, and we're going to get Daredevil and Defenders. We're going to so, get Iron Fist. Right. Now, jumping ahead to the nitty-gritty, the way this season ended... I'm certainly wondering, is that a setup for Defenders or a setup for Daredevil Season 3? I think it's a Season 3. I don't think it's for Defenders. Okay, well, let's start to talk about it. Okay. Uh, where did we come off of Jessica Jones? And I know we didn't do a Jessica Jones uh, show, but like, wh- where, did you, where do you see the state of this corner of the Marvel Cinematic so, Universe coming so let out me, of Jessica let me, Jones? Let me address Jessica Jones by saying this. Um, I really like Jessica Jones mm-hmm. more than I expected to. Um, she really grew on me by, you know... By the, halfway through, I was like, all right, she's Jessica Jones, and I got it, and I like her. Yes, I, think, um, I, thought, I thought it was pretty loyal. It was really loyal to that Mendes run. It was, it was. Um, honestly, my biggest problem with it was where it should have been a little more slavish to those comics in the sense that they should have had her investigating cases in those episodes. It was too Kilgrave-centric. Uh-huh. And what I mean by that is it just seemed like 13 episodes, like, God, this should have been resolved in eight. 
And I yes, it, it felt like some of those started to be a bit coyote in the in the uh, yeah. Roadrunner, in which she'd catch him, he'd get away. Exactly, him, it was like really, and that's all this is. Over and, and the I mean, that, the I, stuff I, that progressed was like the Wildcat Nuke storyline, which yes. I was like, okay, this is not going back on itself, yes. and this is progressing, and I'd love to see this story too. And I didn't mind having. I mean, look, Tenant was such a phenomenon in the show that I can't awesome. really bitch. I'm not saying there was too much Tenant. I wanted Tenant every episode. But plot-wise, it needed something to, to break it up. Yeah. And what it needed was her actually being a PI. And I get that at the end, it was almost like they stayed away from her being a PI because it was supposed to be, she's not really successful until after this, and now she's truly alias investigations. Right. And that's like, like, they want every first season to be a true origin story. Sure. You know? And I get it, and I think it was a nice payoff at the end there, but I think it would have played better if it was just something in the background. That happened, you know, yeah, that maybe because that, that's, by the time that's how the alias comic played. It was bugging her. It was it was down about it, and, and it was a very wild. first. I mean, but that very first arc in the alias comic is her investigating the sex scandal with Captain America. Yeah, you know, and it had nothing to do with Kilgrave. Nothing Kilgrave at all. Wasn't until the second or third arc. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was just in the background. There was subtle references to it. Right. You didn't know what it was. You didn't know what it was going to be, and you slowly found out what happened to her. And it was a while before they really dealt with it. Right. So I mean. I'm, I'm guessing from this you didn't enjoy Jessica Jones on the level of Daredevil, but you still appreciate it quite a bit and think it's it, awesome that it exists. Still awesome. I yeah. mean, up there, you know, still the, the level of quality, what they're doing. And, the and we're calling Daredevil. And I'm, I'm with you that Daredevil is the best thing Marvel's produced. So uh, saying that it's not the level of Daredevil is wait, phenomenal. Wait, even saying, for, and let, let's just say, when we say it's the best thing Marvel's produced, I mean... Ant-Man, what, Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy. Like, what, what, what Marvel has done yeah. is at the top of the game of comics to film and to right. me exactly. I say film I, TV counts and sure. this is MCU sure you know I'm but I mean it, it's just that good so here we are after Jessica Jones and we start on the first episode of Daredevil the pieces are all kind of where they were and I love seeing the end of the season and then seeing the beginning of uh, thinking back to the beginning of the season in that first episode uh, where they're all at Josie's and mm-hmm. they're getting along yeah and what I loved about this season was the Karen Matt uh, story, love love uh, story. Okay. I thought that was handled so nicely in the way that it was like, okay, how far are they going to go down this road of an actual relationship? And I think they went far enough for it to go and then go into disarray as almost everything in the season does for Matt. Okay. His relationship with Foggy, the law firm, uh, his relationship with Electra, his relationship with himself and his beliefs on whether or not uh, his version of, uh, of, of vigilantism is equal or, or better than Frank's. Uh, everything seemed to be in doubt, and I call this like the Empire Strikes Back ending of uh, of the Daredevil storyline. Okay, you know, because man, it started out so positive, and yeah. then it ended so so badly. I yeah. mean, well, it, well, I mean, I, I like the notion that Matt's not good. You know, there's definitely one of the character arcs for him is. The way he was trained by Stick is to not have a life and to not let people in. And only to fight in this war. Right. Which, even though he yeah. was not really engulfed in the war, he still let some of Stick's lessons in life affect his life. Sure. He, so he wasn't bringing Karen and people like that in. You know, um, one of the things that I think become pretty evident in Daredevil Season 2, although less so with Karen, it's mm-hmm. you know, a pet peeve of mine, and I don't want to branch into the topic of something we'll probably talk about next week, but... We, you know, I, I rewatched Man of Steel the other day, and it's the same thing. Is that you know, in the in the modern world, in the real world, the secret identity thing is just not realistic. I'm not saying if you know if you're not famous that the whole world's gonna know right. who you are, but 
people that know you are going to know who you are. And, and my, my favorite thing, yes. jumping ahead, is Electra's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'd know that ass anywhere, which, by the way, was fully cribbing the Grayson comic right now. Right. But, you know... For, but, she, but she also has skills that Karen doesn't. I mean, if you're going to yeah. go, if you're going to, if you're going to believe the she, narrative that this, that this, that well, this well, alter the, the bottom line is this: she already yeah. knows he can fight that way, and yeah. you see someone's running around like that. Look, it wasn't even clear. Like, who said she? You know, anyone quite Daredevil on film. But I also but, think that, that there was that shot of Karen upon leaving uh, with the rescued hostages. She should have known right there. I well, was really I, I, frustrated. I'm not. I'm not saying she doesn't know. It's not clear when it's he goes clear. to tell her later. And that's yes. kind of what I love about this is that... Did, didn't you think that was the Mary Jane moment? From- I, th- I, think, I think when she stood there and the hostages were rescued, episode uh, 11 or 12, um, she looks back at Matt. Who, that's that's episode 13. She, yeah, she looks back at yeah. Daredevil. He's just rescued her. He's They've, talking to her. He's talking to her. He says her name. She pauses. They, yeah. they, she knows. That's what I think. When, when, I feel like when Daredevil season two ends... She knows, which really sets things up for the come but up. Then, but then he that, tells her anyway. Well, here's the thing: it's like, you, yeah, she, he does end up telling her. But man, after that threat that yeah. Wilson Fisk gave him in episode eleven, uh-huh. I would not have told anybody who my, what my secret identity is because it well, perfectly sets it up for season three to be. But, 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 the, but even better, uh, but, but, but uh, man, that, man without fear. I know, born again. Well, but, born again. But, but, born but, again. That, but that's the other thing: is Fisk realized from the punch. Yes. Because it's literally, in the moment, there it is, the adrenaline's up, you know, he's grabbed Matt, Matt can't even help himself, he instinctively hits him, and you know, yeah, so in the moment, we'll go, you know, son of a boxer, right, he knew how to hit, and it's literally like, well, guess what, and sorry, not, you know, there's no homosexual undertones in this statement, but this, it's, you know, to be physically in a fight is very Visceral. intimate, yeah. you know, intimate, it's, it's sure. intimate. You know, like, you know, you know, I, I fight like, you know, there's people I spar with on a regular basis. Yeah. I know how they fight and how they move. I know what that's like. This is a guy that he's fought. And, physically. I, and I have sex, so I know about intimacy. Right. But I'm, I'm just saying that <laughs> fighting being different right. than that. But, you know, here's a guy in a close like that and the biotap and all that. Like, you know, and suddenly you get hit. And it's like, oh, this guy hit me the way that guy hits me. You know, like it's like it, he's sinking back on it afterwards. He touches his mouth as he's eating and goes. Oh. Get me everything on it. It's occurring to him. To me, in that moment, it's something I'm like, he's fucking daredevil. Well, let, let's let's work our way to Wilson Fisk because that that you told me to watch episode eight mm-hmm. when, when I was texting you alongside you. You were ahead of me. You finished before me. Yeah. And as I was texting you, uh, I felt like it was safe to be texting you as I had these yeah, I don't these discoveries and. You told me get through season eight. Uh, get through, you were going to stop, eight. and I said get through eight. Well, I, I had to stop, yeah. and I did. But man, when we fucking watched the end of right. episode eight, it was like we're 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 binging the rest of this. No, I lost it when I watched the opening for eight, and Stick shows up, and I went, yeah. "Oh, this is it." And then for eight to end the way, they're like eight. Well, it the just... second Frank walks in that jail yard, yeah, and you, you know. just see the plates. Oh, I you're knew. like. I know. It's party time. Yeah. I can't believe they brought him back. Yeah. The, the one thing that Geekscape is obviously you're watching this, so it's going to be spoiled for you. And I hope it wasn't spoiled for you as you watched it because it wasn't yeah. spoiled for me. And when, no. I, when I saw that Vincent D'Onofrio... I was just hoping. I was And it was great they did special it. guest star at the end, you know? I was loving it. But let's scale all the way back. And not too far, but let's go back to episode three because really what starts to, to, to really get well, the engine look, running. One, on two, three, what's great is, you know... Each one, you have that Punisher fight. And episode awesome. one, great first Punisher Just fight. kills awesome. all those guys. Dude, Amazing. Bang. And they, none of them Dude, drop he the says ground. bang. You're like, yeah. oh my God. Um, well, what I love about it is it really adheres to the Garth Ennis Punisher. Even, I mean, yeah. 
episode three, that conversation when my, Matt is chained to the to the fire uh, to the to what, the chimney. Yeah, that is almost verbatim mm-hmm. that Garth Ennis sequence where Frank just beats the shit out of Matt, chains him to a chimney, and says, "We're going to talk about our conflicting ideologies," and it was great. Yeah, it. I mean, it's really amazing writing. Yeah. Uh, from there on, I, I don't see how you're not immediately just uh, sold on the fact that, A, this is easily the best iteration of the Punisher awesome. to ever see the scene, uh, to, uh, to ever see the screen. Not that a guy with a gun isn't already the better version of the Punisher, but not only is this the best, but what the, what the, what the creators are doing here that I think is so hard with, and, and probably the reason why characters like Frank and Elektra have failed in their iterations on screen or their various uh, incarnations is these characters are not existing in a clear good or evil. They're not necessarily good guys. They're Mm -hmm. not always bad guys. In in the comics, they vacillate between the two. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy when you're writing these characters to keep them vague, to keep their motivations vague. No, their motivations were so clearly defined and their codes were so clearly defined in these that it's really a testament to the writers that they said, no, we're actually going to set the chess pieces for them mentally and emotionally to where they can play good guys at times, bad guys at times, but it's not going to be a contradiction of who they are, and these characters are going to have engines internally that are going to be unique, and they're going to be really awesome to watch. They're so engaging. What's great is, I think a lot of us were worried. you got Punisher and Elektra in the same season, what it's going to be, and it ends up being... It's Matt's character arc, Daredevil's mm-hmm. character arc, is actually that struggle of justifying... Both of them are presenting him with this conflicting mm-hmm. moral perspective. And I know everybody wanted Bullseye, but Bullseye's so clearly on one end yeah. that, it, that, it's, that I'm, gla- I'm glad that they no, went with I, Frank I, and Electric. From the get-go, I was worried, but it worked out and played out, even down to how it ended. It was fine not having yeah. Bullseye. Yeah. You, know? um, you didn't need Bullseye, but Bullseye would have been a distraction. It would have been too much. You know, Bullseye, it's a different level. It's and, a different and, he's, thing. and he's very clearly in the black. You know, like, yeah. he's very clearly on that side. He, if Matt is spending season two, a.k.a. the Empire Strikes Back uh, season, as I called it, if he's, sp- sending it, if he's spending it in that uh, moral question area mm-hmm. uh, where he's trying to keep everything together, and it all goes back to that first scene with him and Foggy walking down the sidewalk, and they're hopeful about uh, Nelson Murdoch, they're going to get it going, and he's trying to keep these things tethered together and working as everything's fraying around him and getting even worse as the season goes on, those two characters really go down to the core of, of that struggle, as you said. And um, Well, didn't the, it, whole, it, the yeah. whole notion of the public's attitudes about the Punisher, some people saying he's murder, some people saying what he's doing is right and justice, for me, it, struck, it reminded me of uh, Kingdom Come. Yeah. And yeah. You know, the whole thing with Magog and Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, which, to, to reiterate for people that don't know in the comics, is Kingdom Comes, a version of a DC universe in the future. Right. And in that future, Metropolis was blown up, nuclear, all that. And there's a supposed superhero in the future who has more of a Punisher bent, recognizing the time that the book was written. There was a lot of this going on. And he goes and he basically he kills people. Right. And he kills people responsible for that. And Superman, being the classic Superman, is just not having it. You know, it right. actually brings, takes the guy in. I mean... He tries to. Yeah. The, the twist on it eventually, of course, is that the guy ends up being his son from an alternate thing, but that doesn't matter. So, but the point ahead. is that um, it's a great moral thing to have when you're dealing with vigilante. Here's Daredevil, who he's taken law into his own hands. 
He's beating the shit out of people. He's doing all that, but he doesn't cross that line. But people aren't really sure what the line is. They just right. know it's a vigilante showing up. Right. So, you know, so who's right, who's wrong, how far does it go? And to take, to turn it into the tri- trial of Frank Castle, to go even further with How it. pumped were you on that in episode four? Just when it was great. Like they were going to deal with the... F- yeah. And what was awesome to me was, it was episode four. Mm-hmm. And, the, and you knew that there were nine episodes left yeah. after episode four, and they were already going to tackle the, the, the trial of Frank Castle. And I was thinking to myself, okay, this will be the next three, four episodes. No. It was one or two episodes and done. And now we're going to deal with Electra. We're going to deal and, with the hand or the oncoming war. We're going to get some secrets about Black, Black Sky that were introduced wait, in last and, and, season. And, and speaking of There's layering, so much so, populated so, in this season. So they bring Electra in in episode four sure. and, and what that means. And, and we'll break it down in different ways, but just referring back to the trial of Frank Castle and the fact that Electra goes and does what Matt won't do and intimidates the witness to tell the truth. And yet, I'm literally sitting there as a former lawyer going, well, in the real world, that doesn't work. Right. And it literally, and it gets thrown out. Yeah. Because you can't, it's, and it's I love And I love that Matt witnessed that his way does work in that instance, and her way does not. Right. Um, Electra, I thought, was, again, really fucking well done. She was fantastic. And, she, and again, a character that's very hard to do because yeah. of that area that she exists in being somewhere in the middle. So, so I spoke earlier, and the reason I did this is the overview referencing the Netflix shows and how they're made and what our expectations are because I feel that, look, as you said, you watch episode eight and now you're just hooked and the adrenaline's going and it's firing Because Wilson cylinders. Fisk was like the, the and, was amazing first and, season and now he's back and now right. all these elements but, are but coming together. As we talk, you, know, you guys are going to hear that we have a couple quibbles. The quibbles are about some twists happening that seem a little out of nowhere you know, or a little convenience and things like that. Um, for me, I mean, love with episode four. The whole background of her and Matt is great. And the whole thing that she's this happy-go-lucky person who has a little bit of a dark edge to her, you know. And she's, it's like, you know, it's like she's the devil on Matt's shoulder. And she's you know, trying to bring crazy along. ex-girlfriend yeah, you've ever had. Yeah, and it's, great. and it's great. And you're totally engaged in that. And then you get to episode eight and you find out, and, you know, and Stick pops up. And you find out that she was sent and it was all, you know, it was mm-hmm. all played and she was meant to lead him into that right. stuff, you know, but he's just as morally incorruptible. He's just this, this, such a great guy. He's this bastion of hope, you know, is great and Stick has saved her and I'm still good with that because it's, it's a good reveal. And yeah, Stick I, saved her from the poison blade, right? Yeah, yeah. I felt that suddenly two episodes later Stick's trying to kill her and that seemed like it seemed really abrupt to me. Yeah, Wasn't Laura asked that. She said, and, why didn't Stick just let her die? Right. Well, well here's the thing. And, and this is, I think, one of the problems with the Netflix model is these are TV writers mm-hmm. writing it, of course. You know, experienced TV writers. And TV writers are <laughs> used to writing a certain way where they kind of understand that you, know, you put an episode on even if the next episode takes place right away after... It's a week in between them. Right. So three episodes later, people, it's a month. And even if the narrative and when you binge watch, you know, you're watching one after the other, the writers still think in terms of how TV's always worked. I feel that it doesn't normally feel, a few episodes later, it doesn't feel like it's right after. You know, I've I often, think this I, whole thing happens over a span of months. This, this season, I think, happens over... I mean, obviously, there's a giant leap at the end of, season, of episode 13 where you see Matt by himself later right. and, the, and the cold has come in. The, 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 show starts, the show starts in the summer. 
because okay. you're talking about record heat. It's almost the first thing you hear is how hot. But, but the, the it jump is. is in episode thirteen. The, uh, the else shot is, really is in episode thirteen. I think it's a course of a week. Yeah, or two. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is you know, stick, stick suddenly. Fine. Look, you stick, can say in that moment he decided. Yeah, sticks but, motivation. Like how can how could you justify it in order to avoid that contradiction? Right. I mean, we see the flashback and the whole thing. And he's trying to get. Look, it could be as simple as here's his moment where he decided no, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. The hand's coming now, and I tried. It didn't work, and, and he turned on a dime because that's who he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine. That is a reason. I'm just saying, as Laura said, that as you watch, you go, like, it seemed a little abrupt. It was so, just like two minutes ago that he saved her, and suddenly he's trying to kill her. So if, and, if, and the other issue yeah. that I had was, was Electra a badass? Absolutely. But Electra made it pretty clear that Matt's the best fighter she's ever seen. Like, yeah. as good as she is, Matt's better and suddenly she's like the end all be all. Like I still I'm not really clear what the I mean, I think yeah. we're not supposed to know, but she's black sky. What the hell is it even? Yeah, mean? the black sky you know? felt it yeah, it it it's still a lot of questions. Like uh, she didn't seem really supernatural. Yes. You know? She's in, just in, a badass fighter like he is. She can be supernatural now. Maybe now that, yeah. now, now that, that she's been brought back to life. Now that she's being brought back to life. Um there's there's the hint that they're starting to work their way towards the Shadowland storyline. Yes. But Even the hole, I was thinking. The hole is like it's all gonna go Shadowland yeah. on it, which is a pretty awesome run. Um, but the born again stuff, when you see Wilson Fisk, yeah. like threatening the shit out of Matt Murdock and saying, yes. "I'm gonna ter- tear your entire life apart," right. and he's like, "Fine, and he has nothing to do with this." He's like, "I'm gonna make him have something right. to do with this because I'm gonna ruin your life." That That's and, born again. and figuring out who he is. No, it's born again's Ooh. coming. And then uh, may- maybe they work Nuke into it because he's introducing Jessica Jones. Can we possible. talk about like the two very obvious places that that Jessica Jones came into this, which was well, Foggy talking to his uh, like his pseudo girlfriend, and ultimately to Jaren, Jaren Hogarth, and then yeah. Yeah. Foggy uh, gets well, a job. Uh, with Jerry. with yeah. with Hogarth yeah. at the end, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's kind of where Foggy which goes. You, There's you, no you, more Nelson Murdoch. And you, I, I like that. I mean, what those of us that know the comics know, the second we saw Hogarth and Jessica Jones, we're like, oh, because Hogarth is Iron Fist. Yes, yeah, Iron Fist. And ultimately, Harris the Hire. And so we're talking about this Shadowland thing, which sounds like, which is kind of a strict Daredevil story, and then you've got this promise of born again which is the dare it's like the ultimate daredevil story with uh, him versus the king but could shadowland be the defender story i don't think so but it's got the ninja it, but it, i know but it's got iron fist the ninjas and look at well, the well, pace so at which so they this throw is the thing we us. see how daredevil ended here and that's what i was yeah. saying before is i think they're still gonna get to you know look we have Madame Gao in this. We had her in season mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. It's just pretty clear that the hand of Madame Gao are these are conflicting parties. Madame Gao, we know, looking at season one, you know, we've we've said this before. She's probably the crane sign mother. Of the steel serpent. You know, it's it's Kunlun. Yeah. I think that they're slowly building up to it, and it's going to blow up with Iron Fist and leading to Defenders. That it's going to be Kunlun stuff. Right. I don't know how you think far the Defenders going to be Kunlun stuff. That's what I think. Okay, but Kunlun stuff versus uh, the versus defenders the versus Kunlun, or yeah, but if it's Kunlun versus the hand, no, I'm could, saying could that, that not no, be I'm Shad- saying could that, that not be a Shadowland story. Well, it could, but what I'm <laughs> saying is, we don't know, and I I hope that the end of this season with Electra is going to be resolved at Defenders because we get it sooner. But I don't think it is. But in, I think in that's Iron Man, gonna, yeah, Iron skip. Man can be the strict or Iron, Iron Man. Fist. Iron Fist can be the strict. There's a lot of iron. Iron Fist can be the strict introduction to Kunlun in like the tournament and that sort of thing. Can right. be the tournament storyline, and then we take it into Shadowland for the Defenders. I'm just playing. Here. It, it could. I, I'm just I, playing a little bit. I, I don't. I don't think that's where it goes. I, I think that 
I think they're going to hold the hand stuff to, to season three. Can I tell you a secret? Sure. The, well, it's not a secret if you watched Kamikaze all year long, which I co-hosted last night on the stream, mm -hmm. because one of my guests was our good friend Nobu, mm -hmm. Peter Shinoka. Right. Uh, Shin Koda. Peter Shin Koda so was... Is, is he in Defenders? And he was in... No. Well, Defenders isn't really... Something it's early, that, I know. It's very early. Yeah. But Peter obviously was Nobu. He was a big secret for this season. Right. Uh, because he's been resurrected. You saw him burned alive right. in Daredevil Season 1. He's back. It's the introduction of this resurrection idea that mm -hmm. brings us back Elektra in the, in the little tease at the end of the season. And... Uh, so he's talking to me, and we were talking, uh, and he did this on the show. So listen, this is a Geekscape exclusive. It's you. because it's already been out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about the controversy of casting a white actor for Iron Fist, and he rolled his eyes and said, hey, man, as an Asian actor growing up and loving Shang-Chi, like, Iron Fist is white, and yeah. it's okay for this guy to be white because they're casting a Shang-Chi. Right. For Iron Fist. Yeah, I knew that. They're going to put Shang-Chi yeah. in Iron Fist. Which is awesome. Yeah, which only lends me to think Iron Fist, that storyline, potentially going to be a tournament. Yeah. You know, great fighters from around the world. Maybe you'll have the big sumo well, you, dude. You and, know. And then here you know, comes yeah. Shang-Chi, and maybe he's a fighter. To, to me, who, yeah. you do Iron Fist, you do the fraction run. You do, yeah. you know, all the cities. Yeah. The Battle of the Cities. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, the Immortal Cities. So this Shang-Chi idea that they're going to put him in Iron yeah, Fist great. is like Look, the controversy amazing. is stupid. Because that's the whole point. He's an outcast. Right. He's he's Guaylo. He's you know the Mutsukao. Yeah. White warrior. You know it's it's he's in Kunlun. And the, oh, you're the next outsider. It's, yes. Everyone else should not be Caucasian, and he should be. It's this is not you know Last Airbender. Yeah. This is the know? character. This is the character is, is Caucasian when everyone else isn't. Right. In Kunlun. Right. So anyone uh, that had an issue with him being Caucasian. Doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. So if they handle Kun Lun and the whole Iron Fist storyline, let's go back. Could the Defenders be Shadowland? Could no, it be No, but what I'm saying to hand? you is that they start Kun Lun in Iron Fist. Absolutely, that's definite. Yeah. And I think that whatever the, the bad guy is, whatever Madame Gao's obviously right. related, you know, it's yeah. Steel Serpent. I think since it's already been seeded in Daredevil, that's going to blow up in New York. Where does that, that leave Luke Cage? Like, where, what do you think the Luke Cage storyline will be? Because you've seen the casting. You know what characters are starting to be involved in Luke Cage. What kind of storyline do you think that is? It seems pretty separate from the whole uh, Kunlun ninja thing. It seems I like think it it's going to be very separate from that. I think Luke Cage, you know... It could introduce Danny Rand, for sure. I'm pretty sure it's not going to. Okay. But, um, <laughs> I, I think that um, what Marvel's done well in the MCU and the Netflix shows are part of the MCU, which is great, is everything has its own flavor. Right. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy was their Star Wars. Love you it. Know, um, Winter Soldier was their spy movie. Sure. You know, First Avenger was their World War II movie. Um, and frankly, Luke Cage is going to be that... You urban. Know, very urban, African-American experience kind of perspective right. of it, you know? Um, there's... I mean, there is a, a genre of cinema, you know, which is a little... Maybe exploitation even. What's that? Like, like, maybe even like a exploitation flavor to it. I, I don't... I didn't... I but you know what I'm stay, saying. Yeah, right? I do. You I stayed away saying. from that term for a reason because... 
It was a, but yeah, but there's going to be an aspect of that, you know? What was um, the run that... So that I, remember the run that, like, who was it? Was it Millar or somebody? No, it was Ennis. It was, it, it was Ennis? And, and Corbin. And Corbin, yeah. And, and it was actually horrible for the character. Because yes. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it, it set it back a few yeah. minutes. Yes, yeah. But, hard. I mean, it seems like they're giving it a bit of attitude. Uh, I, I, not quite that far, but, you yeah. know, coming off of Jessica Jones, I think, it, you know, it's... Again, there's the definitely going to be that it's the origin. It's not going to start out the hero for hire. I right. think it's going to get there. Right. You know, um, but it's, you know, he left, he took off, he's figuring out his life. It's going to be very much that kind of way. You're right. You are you know? a piece of shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> when he um, said that to Jessica, I was like, ouch. Yeah, yeah. Ouch. But, but you know, um, well, look, they introduced into that an aspect that never existed in the comics. Right. You know, and it's pretty rough. So, you know, Luke has stuff to deal with. I wish, I think they should have introduced Iron Fist in the show. The fact that they only just cast him, yeah. you know, says to me, likely not. Right. Maybe we can get a cameo. I don't think so. I think or, they're or the same far along. similar teaser that we got here for Daredevil. Yeah, maybe. Which yeah. is really only a, t- well, we, a trailer. We could, we could certainly get that at that point. Yeah. But I'm just saying that I don't think there were plans to put Iron Fist in the Luke Cage show. But if you start but putting Luke Jared Cage, Hogarth and stuff in there, then well, you've got a chance. Well, here's the thing. We haven't seen Iron Fist yet, obviously. Right. I suspect Iron Fist will and should start off a lot of it in Kunlun, mm-hmm. and it'll eventually get to New York. So if you mm-hmm. think about that, chronologically speaking, Iron Fist should not be in the Luke Cage show. Sure. But Luke should turn up in the Iron Fist show. Right. You know? That's my hope. Right. I would hate for Luke and Danny not to meet until Defenders, because that's not Heroes for Hire, you know? Right. They should already know each other. Right. You know, personally, I'm not personally engaged in Iron Fist in New York without Luke Cage. You know? Sure. Iron Fist in the Immortal Cities doing the tournament stuff, great. I mean, that's that fraction run. But there's a reason why the Iron Fist book, you know, died at issue 16 and merged into the Luke Cage book that, at issue 50 and became Paramount Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. You know, and suddenly now you have Iron Fist on the street with Luke Cage. You know, there aren't classic runs of Iron Fist alone in New York. Right. What's he going to do? It's just another guy on the street. Yeah, he's teaching at a dojo, whatever, you know. So, um, speaking of fighting, uh, we all love that that one take master that was in season one, episode two. Right. They try it again in episode three or four. End of three. End of three here with that staircase sequence Uh, with the dogs of hell. Uh, you love it as much as the, the, the hallway fight? Or no, the, just the hallway thing? fight is, there's nothing like that. Right. So not as much, but I appreciated the artistry of doing something like it again. I thought it was amazing. Pretty damn aggressive. When he takes yeah. the chain and he's smashing the bulbs, I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Matt's pissed that he's just been chained to a, <laughs> he's just been chained to a it's, fire it's, escape. It's also, I mean, for, the, the, the beauty of that great. is he's blind. He's blind, so yeah. So it's great. Good, let's go talk, um, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel like at some point it was like, you know what, we're not going to get away with this as a one take. Like, let's forget about hiding the cuts and huh? let's just, let's just, just keep just, the, fluid, the fluidity of it. Yeah, the fluidity of the moves. I was like, okay. So, I mean. I mean, the stairs and going down and all that. It was just great. Imagine being that camera guy. Yeah. Like, nah, I know what that's uh, like and carrying those cameras. I mean, brutal. God. Brutal. Yeah, it was insane. It maybe went three or four floors. And you're sitting there doing this whole fight. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a whole dance going on with the elevator. Yeah. Um, again, like this, I, I, that's why I want to go back and see that. I want to go back and watch all that stuff. Amazing. 
Um, the Punisher storyline, the carousel, the, uh, the, the, the district attorney, this stuff. Um, did that, all that work for you? Because what I'm leading and, to and again, now so, 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 is I'm leading to the blacksmiths. Okay. Like, like, like yeah, yeah, no, re- I want to get to that. And, you know, since you mentioned the DA, let's talk about, you know, character introducing Jessica Jones. Like, we have a lot of these things that are through lines. I know some people who, I know someone who only watched Jessica Jones didn't watch Daredevil yet. You didn't even watch Daredevil season one or someone who only watched Daredevil season one and said to me, oh, what do I do now? It's like, watch it in order. Mm-hmm. There's a reason to watch it in order. Yeah. Do you have to? Every single one of these, even Daredevil season two, you don't have to watch season one. Right. It's better. Absolutely. But, but all of it stands on its own, which is great and brilliant, but there's a level added to, you know, to watching them in order. You know, those, you know, we call them Easter eggs, but you know, knowing that this is all coming together and going somewhere is, is great. Um, it's a great storyline, the whole idea of, you know, from the get-go... The DA's threatening, oh, we're going to ruin Nelson and Murdoch. And, you know, listen to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're already going like, all right, she must be a little bit dirty. Right. You know, it's great. You know, Easter egg wise, assistant DA Tower. Well, DA Tower is a very prominent character in the Daredevil yeah. comics over the years. You know, so, you, you know, he has a future. And I like the way they introduced it. Yeah. But um, as we start going and we start seeing the discrepancy in her story, and then the whole carousel plot, mm-hmm. the public story, and then we talked earlier about well, the, the fact that she's really looking the, to steamroll, you know, Frank Castle. Right, is saying, all right, what's the agenda? It's yeah. more than just casual politics. Yes, but he did murder a shit ton of people. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> as a saying, DA, you probably don't want that person on the streets. That part's fine, right. but the way she was doing it was a little dirty. Right. You Which know? may be unnecessary if you already have a guy who's killed eighty people. <laughs> right. right. Um, the uh, the black the whole uh, blacksmith thing where uh, Frank's like superior in Afghanistan. For, comes first back. of all, the, the second you see Clancy Brown, yes, because it's Clancy Brown, you're like, eh, they're not going to have him just for one yeah, scene. Yeah, it's not a one-off. Uh, that being said, why does he take the stand and defend Frank when maybe his best bet is to put Frank away? Because he was called, he was subpoenaed. He's subpoenaed, but um, he's missing his hand. Yeah. Uh, he's a character witness. Um, you're still in an opportunity to put away somebody who can, who, who if he finds out enough clues, is going to be gunning for you later on. Would you really want to keep Frank out in the streets? Does that make sense? I see your point. Like, 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 like his character, who later on is discovered to be the person who was smuggling your, drugs your, your in Your argument is, since he's laying this stuff... On Frank, and he knows that's happening. Shouldn't he have just gone? And, and he hates Frank for having turned him down. Turned him down in the whole yeah. smuggling drugs yeah. out of Afghanistan thing. Wouldn't he have seen, had some vested interest in getting Frank into jail? Yeah, instead perhaps. Because Frank is a character who smashes and kills enough he- people to find out what the answers are. Sooner or later, he's going to overturn that stone, which puts him on your doorstep with a gun. I, I, I think that you know his testimony, while on its face, right. is positive of Frank. He doesn't say Frank can't or wouldn't do those things. Right. He just speaks about what kind of soldier Frank was. And he sort of is making that case for, well, Frank's gone through stuff. And there's not an argument that he, he isn't actually on him. He says it. Now. He actually does say it. He yeah. says, this is not the same person. Right. So he's made the case right. that this was a very well regarded, decorated person who clearly he is and was that. You and know, now who's he's now else. damaged. So yeah. the argument is he's making case that this guy doesn't need to be locked up. You sure, know, he, sure. you know. It's not jury nullification, which is the idea that, yeah, what he did isn't wrong, even if it's wrong on the face of the law. The argument to, to a jury that 
but it's morally right, so you could find him not guilty, even though on its face he did what they said. And sure. You get into issues of legality, and the judge can throw out that verdict. But the point is, that's not what's going on in that testimony. Right. He's saying this was a great guy who's now, you know, not that person anymore. So, so it isn't necessarily so fair. As the two storylines progress, and Electra comes into it, with Stick comes into it, and you find out more about the the war, and you start working your way toward the resurrection of Nobu, uh, the hand coming after. Black Sky, which is Electra. Yeah. Then you've got Black Sky, Black Smith, and there's a whole Karen Page. Suddenly, he's, she's a journalist. So you have to How do you feel about that? Um, I didn't hate it. I love. You know what? Anytime she's on screen, I'm in love with her. Yeah. But, so, but some people, and one of our friends in particular, felt that okay, why do that when you could have just kept you know Ben Yurik? But you know, I think there's an argument to be made that. In season one, clearly she's interested in this stuff. Yes. So, you know, I mean, that's the question. I, I found myself wondering, I was like, did... That's why I'm arguing this takes place over two, three weeks, or two weeks or so. You know what I mean? Because there's time for her to do those things. It's fairly you know I mean? quick. The trial right. happens pretty quickly. Uh, you know, the reality is trials shouldn't happen that quickly. No. It should be months and months. Right. You know, it's a little unclear. You know, it did seem that, that happened I'm letting, a little bit too quick. I'm letting the blurred edges yeah. allow me to, but, for, to give Karen some time to get more into the journalistic practice. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I was having a conversation with a friend of ours, and, you know, he just felt, look, it was, it was like, oh, they didn't know what to do by not having Ben Yurik, so they had her do that. But I was like, I don't agree with that. I actually think they may have killed Ben Yurik with an eye towards... Because we're already developing Karen this way. Right. You know? I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, I find it hard to believe that things like that weren't necessarily planned from the get-go. Mm-hmm. You know? I think, for, for instance, maybe they weren't originally going to kill Ben York, but he was meant to be her mentor. Right. I think she was always meant, in their minds, to go to that place because that's why she was interacting with him so much in season one. And um, again, it comes back to like uh, you've got the Electra storyline drawing Matt into that world. Mm-hmm. You've got the the Frank Castle blacksmith storyline drawing Karen into that world. Um, and you th- very th- much does have it just the whole, delineate the whole everything. I mean, it, se- it starts to seem like those stories aren't supporting each other at that point, and you've got two separate stories going on. No, but in that's parallel. just it. It's perfect because yeah, it's go their for it. devil. Yeah, go it's for it. Perfect that the fact that both those things are happening and Matt can't give his attention to both. Right. It, it actually it, it creates that conflict. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and you know, and some people are going like, "Oh, is it going to be that, that that Iron Man two syndrome of too much going on?" But no, that's actually what's perfect about it because the shows, you know, and you've got he's trying to have a life and be a lawyer, and he's trying to be you know this and also boyfriend, and a boyfriend, at the same time. And yeah, a boyfriend. all those things, yeah. and, and even that, you have the romantic feelings for Electra. And the romantic feelings for Karen Page, and this is this tug happening, you yeah. know, in him, which is frankly the best example of that dynamic in a superhero film, television show, anything ever. You know, there's always, I mean, Spider-Man's the perfect example of He's the uh, of, yeah. of the character that in the comics that could never his, his personal life's a mess because the superhero always gets in the way. Sure, but you know, you've never seen it at the same level, and here you have it. Mm-hmm. That Matt can't do it all. He can't be there. He can't get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't work on you know on you know on opening arguments when he's off fighting ninjas. You know, you can't you can't do it. <laughs> if only we had somebody. If only we had those problems. Right, but you know, <laughs> you just, might have those problems. Well, you know, there's, there's just only so many hours in the day right. and, and and all that, and and it's great. And because these ninjas are resurrecting themselves, it's just yeah. 
Right. It'll but never I'm end. Saying, but, you know, but Electra and Stick yeah. are going like, there's a war on. What the? F- what, are what are you, you doing? doing with the, right. Oh, you want to go defend It's not about the city. It's not about yeah, this. Yeah, it's about the whole yeah. world. Yeah. And, and that, by the way, and that's an interesting argument. And, but, and that goes to the comics. I yeah. mean, going back to you know, the chase we're introduced in Daredevil 187, and then you, know, you get to 190, and suddenly he's, like, he's fighting the war for a bit. And I actually always felt like I was a little like, all right, stick train him a bit, and he's not doing this? Yeah. Like, he's important. Like, this is, like, the whole world. You're not doing this? Right. But, you know, prior to Bendis' run on Spider-Man in the last 10 years, you know, the idea was always that Spider-Man was just the street level you know, and not dealing with the the world-ending events. Once in a while, sure. he did, you know, and Daredevil, too, only in recent years, also became an Avenger. You know, like, they're street level, you know? And Charlie Cox has said that he would like to be drafted into the movies, as some of their contracts, sti- like, stipulate. You, well, if, if, if we want you in the movies, you got to come do the movies. I, I'm looking forward to Civil War. Well, Civil War. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's a Daredevil cameo, but we got, no, we, but we've got this Infinity but, War one and two coming afterwards. Well, well, but, but, but the point is that I think, and I said this a while ago, right? That you know, one of the things I like about Agents of Shield is how much it carries over stuff from the movies. Sure. And we have like another five or six episodes of Agents of Shield this season Perfect. after Civil War comes out. Um, I don't think Civil War gets resolved in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that by the end of that movie, you're going to have a superhuman registration act, and Agents of Shield, they're going to have to be enforcing it. You know, the Inhumans thing is going to get up to a level. The Inhumans know? thing, and, and then also whatever the relationships are politically in Black Panther. Right. Right. And, and and the point is that whatever that is, that affects the Netflix shows. So at some point, I think it's a very easy way to have Daredevil effect. And as you said, I think Infinity War it takes things to a different level. But you see, here's the thing. What does Daredevil bring to Infinity War? You he can know? put a gauntlet on. He can put a gauntlet on. Like, yeah. like he's got a hand. The point is that, you know... <laughs> you know Anybody can all, put a gauntlet all on. All I expect or hope for is give me a cameo of him fighting someone in the corner. You know, right. like, look, the battle in New York, you know, you want to see the Daredevils there beating up some Chitauri. Right. You know, if that were to happen again. It was prior to Daredevil, though. It was. Yeah. I saying, so I said if that were to happen again. Right. You know, like, you know... I would have liked to have seen Spider-Man show up then. We'll get him now, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so, one thing I wanted to talk about was, I thought this, I mean, just the visuals in this sequence were pretty awesome. The hand attacking the hospital. It's great. And what I love about it is it allows Claire Temple to finally be the night nurse. Well, well, she finally well, leaves well, the hospital. Well, one and second, like, one second. I'm gonna be you jumped the, ahead yeah. talking about the hospital. How dare you? How did you feel about the Punisher shooting up the hospital? Okay, so Laura was like, my wife was like, he's never, he's never going to start shooting up the hospital with all those innocents around. And he's shooting towards Karen and that one guy. And, and I think it was episode my, six where he addressed that in the he conversation did. with he, her. He told Karen that I'm an expert sniper. Yeah. I wasn't aiming at you. But, I, I mean, I was defending Frank right there saying, hey, listen, if Karen's helping this bad guy escape... He's going to shoot her because she's an accomplice. But it's not about that. Accomplice. I do get that. Yeah. And there was a point where he was shooting Jay Walkers. He's also using a shotgun. Yeah. So it's not really like an accuracy it's Exactly. Weapon. It's not accuracy. And more to the point, you could say he didn't shoot anyone in there, but he's walking into a hospital and shooting it up. Do you know how many innocent people could die or whatever? Just because the hospital is disrupted. Sure. You don't shoot up a hospital, you know, and think that, you know, you're a good guy. He's a scumbag. He's a scumbag who killed my family. I'm saying, like, you know, like, all right, Frank that's where the guy Frank is, but questions. there was another way to do it. But, yeah. you know, I mean, fine. 
You can argue, well, it's intimidation, and then you get the word out. There's no escaping the Punisher. That's the argument. But sure. that did bother me a bit. I was a little bit scratching my head as, about as it. As we said earlier, there are going to be some quibbles as we talk. Yeah, that, that, was, that was definitely a sequence I was scratching my head at. Uh, and I'm glad they did address it later on mm-hmm. when he's telling Karen, like, I'm an expert but marksman. But they, they addressed that he was but, never going to kill her. But it was dude. But, it was a shotgun. But you shouldn't, <laughs> it's a shotgun. You shouldn't a, yeah, it's a shotgun and you just shot up a hospital and you affected other people. <laughs> and that's kind of fucked up. Um, that being said, when ninjas attack the hospital, oh, awesome. when you see all of them scaling the walls and then... Uh, you see Claire kill somebody. Yeah. And you see one of Claire's friends die. And then you see an overall cover-up come down over the hospital. Uh, I don't know if that was really resolved beyond this is an HR question right. or this is a public question. But there seems to be a cover-up that did not involve the DA's office. Uh, simply involved the city of New York. Mm-hmm. And it involved Claire Temple. And Claire says, screw it. Yeah. I'm down. I'm, I'm going to be helping these superheroes from a different place because I'm now going to become the night nurse as we know in the comics. And this is what we know. This is what we want to think. You know, one of the problems in the comics that's not ever addressed, you know, night nurse exists. Um, who's funding her? Right. So, you know, but yeah, I think, I think they're organically going there and I think it's great. You know, I mean, I would love to see them actually develop that she has a little side business among, you know, Let's as this gets a little more prevalent, she knows Jessica, she knows Luke. Mm-hmm. She knows Matt, and somehow there's some funding where she actually is Mr. Rand. surviving. Mr. Rand comes in. Uh, Perhaps, you know. No, it, it, I, I love the way they treated her. This whole idea that the, that the hospital was... But by the way, let, of, me, let me say yeah, on that note, is not as much currently in the comics, but classically in the comics, the idea was, well, there was the one rich guy. Tony Stark bankrolled the Avengers. Right. That was the idea. Right now, it's Daredevil. Sure. I mean, sorry, it's, it's Deadpool. Right. But regardless... There's someone going, okay, someone needs to pay for this shit and I'll do it, you know? Well, you've got this, um, this cover-up that happens with the hospital. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's uh, is it because they'll never believe that ninjas were resurrected and came and attacked them? Is it uh, the hospital covering its own ass because these uh, mystical, because these possessed kid weapons were uh, never really checked in? Is, is it that or is there, is, or is there something you know. else going on that could lend itself to... Like a storyline maybe that we see in Luke Cage or later on. I didn't feel it was anything more insidious. Does the city than, have a cancer? No, I, I didn't think, I didn't think it was anything so insidious. I think it was a simple bureaucratic. No one's going to believe this. We can get sued. We just got to hush it. Right. You know, that's just and Claire's, what And Claire's going to pack her bags and become the night nurse proper. Yeah. She, she's had it. She's out. But speaking of people who are part of the support network, maybe my favorite character in the series, Melvin Potter. It was great. Dude, dead I, on. I love it, dude. The saws, oh the outfit, it's dead on. And I love how he's just like, Bessie wouldn't like that. Right. <laughs> and finally, he puts two, he does two things. He finally gives Daredevil his weapon, which is well, awesome. Well, first, he redesigned the And he redesigns the Electra. Oh, he redesigns the cow. He gives Electra something. He gives Electra a bit more yeah, of a but, costume. Right. Dude. The, the Billy Club, my favorite line. Okay, Where's over, mine? over under on how many Electras we're going to see at Comic Con this year. Oh. That's going to be so... I mean, remember how many Daredevils we saw last year with the pantyhose heads? Yeah. Like, now we've got the Electra, and all you need is jeans, a red and black thing, and your Electra. Uh, we're going to see a lot of Electras, dude. I think we are. Are you complaining? No, I'm not. So, uh, yeah, we get... Electra has a bit more of a costume, uh, 
And then we've got Daredevil. He finally gets his proper Billy Club, and it's fucking awesome. So awesome. Um, and I just needed to state that I love Melvin Potter because he's great. I hope he. I hope he really never becomes a gladiator. Yeah, I don't want. So I don't want silly. them to fight. Yeah, I don't want that. Like I love him, and I yeah. love the fact that he works a little bit for the bad guys, a little bit for the good guys. Well, well but he's but, not doing that for them anymore. He did. He did. And but now, it, it's great that you know you know it. It's an Easter egg. Look. If Melvin loses it at some point in the future, it's not. It shouldn't be a season right. arc. It should be like a, a one or two off. Like he loses it, goes a little crazy, and Matt reigns a bad. Remember game. that. Remember his character, that actor's character in Dexter, yeah. where he's like the bull guy. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of like the gladiator. Okay, that's enough. And now in Daredevil, he should just be this proper guy who's mm-hmm. just trying to get by by making armor and weapons for for bad guys. If you need to see his crazy gladiator character, just go watch his his arc in Daredevil in Dexter. Yeah. No, look, it's it's great. Um, I loved it. Um, we talked a bit about stick turning on Elektra. Um, you know, before we even get to that. You know, you have that great moment where Electric chooses Matt and Matt chooses her. And sort of like, hey, remember how everything was great with Karen? So yeah. he just threw Karen out. Yeah, just, you know, yeah. and he's all in. But then a minute later, Electric kills the, oh, look, he's so young, it's a kid, you know, who would have just killed everybody, you know. And, and suddenly Electra, oh, walk, you're out of was again. a zombie. Yeah. The kid is also a walking, exactly. resurrected corpse. Exactly. So right. it's sort of like, seriously? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, Matt's fickle as fuck. Well, here's the thing. Remember when Electra brings like Matt arguably back to life? Mm-hmm. She leaves him on the floor. She doesn't put him in the bed. She leaves him on the floor. And when they brought Electra back to life, when Stick saves her, she goes to the couch, and then Stick's like, "Bring her to the bed." I was like, "Why didn't you guys just put her in the bed? <laughs> when you brought her in, just put her in the bed. Don't well, put her on the couch." That being said, she left Matt's ass on the floor. Man, that's cold. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. my, my point being that, um, look, it's actually consistent in the comics, Matt, this whole back and forth is absolute. Sure. You know, what I'm talking about right now is actually not a criticism of the show, because even when Matt and Karen start getting into the argument of Punisher, suddenly everything cools off. <laughs> there they are. You think they were about to do it, and suddenly it's like, yeah, I'm t- you, you, you got to go now. Yeah, Karen is on Frank's side. Yeah. And well, Matt, well, for a and minute, Matt is pretty, And Matt's pretty grossed out by it. Yeah, he's completely turned I off. I loved that. Yeah, I loved that. Uh, maybe we should get Thai food next week because right. this is not. I'm, it's cold. Yeah, We're because done. you pretty much told me that my whole reason for living and my my my, my life philosophy is wrong, and right. I don't even know you right now because if I believed what you believed, I wouldn't even know you. I'd be out killing. What I love is that Karen has to believe it because she's trying to justify something in her past that we still don't quite know, but we right. get a little bit of in that folder that Ben Urich had put together. We got a little, and I. We get a little bit that maybe she was responsible for a friend's death. Maybe a friend or her brother. Her brother. It, it was. It was a teen. Yeah. And maybe this, maybe it's that part of that substance abuse past. But also there's so that's the thing. Also there's something that she's dealing with the whole time, which is the killing of Wesley. Yeah. In like se- she kills Wesley in season uh, one uh, and in season two. There's a couple of moments where there's always an implication that she's partied a lot harder. Yeah. And she's a naughty girl. Yes. You know. And when we talk about born again, you know. I wanted, particularly for season one, I wanted to go like, all right, she has a drug past. Because for me, season three should be the flare-up of their relationship. And it should have been they were involved or she's that emotionally involved at mm-hmm. least, which is clearly the case. She can't deal with it. And she goes on her bender, goes off, and is addicted to heroin and gives up the ID. Right. You know? 
Uh, I don't know that we're going to get a version of that. But she, you definitely see her in this season struggling with the like yeah. murder of Wesley, and she's trying to justify it for herself. And I think and it's the murder of part. Wesley that that's what yes. makes her identify with the Punisher. And it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I love that they dovetailed that. Yes. Uh, I, I liked her in this season, and um, I thought Foggy was... I thought, I thought his character was way more interesting. The way that yeah. the, And you know what? It happened in the parts where... Uh, if you're watching this for the action, if you're watching this to see Daredevil, you're, you may not actually like the courtroom sequences, but that is where Foggy shined, and yeah, I thought Foggy those sequences great. were awesome mm-hmm. um, because it really gave Foggy a lot to do it to find him. And other I'll than tell that, you, and it moved the plot along. As much as he's going down and stuff, while I lost, but that statement that yeah, you lost, but you did really well, mm-hmm. you were always going to lose that. Right. So that and that's great because those are skills. You know, uh, so I, I buy that he can be appreciated for that. Did the uh, resurrection of Nobu or Nobu as like the, the the final bad? Did that work for you? Like in, in, at the end, the, the like the last scene is him fighting ninjas on a rooftop. Well, well so, so here's the thing. Out. Yeah. You know, going into that, I mean, I knew Frank was showing up, and for all the buildup of oh, it's just the two of us going to kill. So I'm going, or when's Frank coming? And then they go to the roof. I was like, in that moment, I went, oh, well, clearly Frank's showing up as a sniper because that's what he is. Right. You know, as bad as it was. And he's listening to the police radio. He's yeah, gonna find it. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, so there's aspects of that that I had some issues with. Um, you had commented, and, and I laughed. The whole notion of Electra gets stabbed. You know, yeah, they, they took the bullseye they, move and they yeah. gave it to well, Nobu. Well, 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 let's talk about a couple of things there as we break this down. You know, there's aspects. What they did very well with the source material is they combined a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, even the whole thing about her going to kill Stick. When it came down to that moment of her choosing, definitely had elements in Daredevil 181 with the flashback stuff of how, you know, in the comics, Elektra originally is with the chaste, and she decides because she doesn't make the wall climb. Mm -hmm. So they reference the wall on the show, and the wall in the comics is, it's somewhat unclear, is it a literal wall or is it a metaphorical wall? Right. Okay? But the idea is that her inability to climb that wall is either symbolically or literally demonstrative of her not being ready and pure enough to be a member of the chaste. Mm-hmm. So she's thrown out and she decides she's going to prove herself by infiltrating the hand and she's really this double agent. And little does she know that she's thrown into a pit, you know, and she has to fight someone and she kills this person and it turns out it's her original, you know, her sensei, mm-hmm. like this wonderful, clean person. And in that moment, and Stick had warned her, it's like, they're going to find a way to turn you, you know, to make you bad. And then they have her. And when we met Electra, she'd already left the hand because right. she'd been badass with them and decided to go off on her own. Mm-hmm. But this is the moment of, of the darkness in her soul, which has happened years before. So on the show here, she hasn't been with the hand. She's been with the chaste. But suddenly now we find out she's destined to be with the hand and she's literally seeming to choose it. And we have this moment where she chooses and she chooses Matt. Which is interesting. It's an interesting, interesting thing for her to do. But I thought there was an element to, as I was watching it, I was thinking, if she kills Stick, that's her moment. Right. That is definitely that shade of that moment in Daredevil 181. So she chooses not to do it. Great. She's with Matt. But ultimately, the way the story went, and again, she chooses to sacrifice herself for Matt. This is that moment of redemption. Um, but the hand get her anyway. The way the comics speak of it, um, they've had this thing with the hand resurrects someone and literally anyone the hand resurrects is body and soul theirs. So there was actually a point where Wolverine is killed mm-hmm. in the comics 
and then bring him back. And there's a story arc where Wolverine, enemy of the state, yeah. Wolverine's killing like everybody. Yeah. Because he's completely bad because the hand now has his yeah, soul. Who was it? Jason Aaron that wrote that? Who was that that wrote it? It was Mark Millar? I think it might. It wasn't be, Aaron. It was no. I think it was Millar. It may have been Miller. Actually, is how you pronounce it. it really? Yeah. yeah We've, oh wow, Miller, um, the Scottish Miller. Yeah, but M I L L A R. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, it has an A R. Yeah. Sorry about that, Mark. Yeah, but um, I'm and sure I love it because sure John Romita Jr. was the artist. Yeah, Romita Jr. Awesome. was the artist, and he um, takes down like a shield helicarrier. So, so anyway, the point is that they found a way to get to this place, um, but taking elements of that. And maybe so. Seemingly, obviously, now she's going to be truly be with the hand. Um, but your comment to me, your criticism was, "Hey, it's really nice that they other were, and everyone wait and, and let her and let Matt mourn there for a second. You know, the hand just stood around. Which again, there's elements of that mourning. It's it's sort mm-hmm. of iconic of him mourning for her right. when she dies. You know, in the comics. Um, yeah, when, but, no, when Nobu does the bullseye on her. Yeah, and like it's like okay, but, but, we're just gonna but, let this guy cry. All but right. I felt that it was sort of like all right. They say at the beginning of the episode they right. had that chamber just in case. Right. Like, it seemed to me like the whole idea was either she's going to choose to be with us or she has to be killed to then be put in the chamber sure. to end up with us. Right. That was Nobu's plan. But I don't know that all the other ninjas know that and they're told she's the black guy and they all instantly now they follow her, whatever she says. So it's like, are they in shock? I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's some elements to why the They're also like, mourning you know, their idea or whatever it is. Yeah, or, or it might have been as simple as, well, this is what, what's supposed to happen, so it's fine. Right. You know, it's not like they feel threatened by him alone there, you know, before, you know, then Frank should take, you know, shoot him or whatever, him, yeah. you know. Yeah, so, you um, know, it's tricky. Here's something Peter told me um, about Stick killing him uh-huh. at the end of the, the episode. You know, you know Stick, Stick uh, finds him in the alley. Love you, it. You think Nobu's going to wake back up, yeah. come back to life because he's this, uh, now yeah. he's immortal. Slice him in half and, and he cut cuts the head him in half, cuts the head off, and he says, what's the word? He goes, now you stay down, you son of a bitch. Uh-huh. Not the original line. No? Peter said that uh, up at like five hours before that scene was shot, the line was, now you stay dead, you son of a bitch. That's now you stay dead is a big difference between now you stay down. Yeah. The implication is, he's only going to stay down. He can still maybe get up again. But it's going to take some sewing. <laughs> You've got to put a fucking head on. you got to put his head back on. <laughs> but I, mean, I see your point. I thought it was cool. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think Peter was like, hey, maybe, maybe. <laughs> He's come back from more. He's come back from getting burned alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Just... I, I felt that was meant to be more definitive. Yeah. You know, but what you I did too. I did um, too. You know, in the comics, I think the idea was that you've got to take the different parts of the body. You've got to burn them and the whole thing. You yeah. Know? Get really get rid of that body. Well, they already burned them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the pit. Like, what's the story there? Like, like, why are they building a big ass pit? Well, as I, as I said, you know, Shadowland was right. that underground thing, so that's what it reminded yeah. me of. You know, so I know that you were thinking that. Um, yeah. So maybe. Right. You know, so, it, it could be that simple. So now, so so. By the way, yes. with the pit being there, you know, episode thirteen, I literally at first thought they were doing Shadowland already. Yeah, I felt like... I really thought that's what they were going to do. I, I like the idea of them doing Shadowland once Wilson is out. Right, right. Because Wilson... Because Shadowland, for those of you who haven't read it, is a couple different forces in the underworld vying for control of this, basically like a ninja temple that they've built in the heart of a ruined well, block ultimately the whole in thing Hell's is that Kitchen. Kingpin out of jail takes over the hand. He's the head of the hand. Right. 
and then and builds like a temple in the right. middle of Hell's Kitchen, runs uh, basically right. a siege-like uh, neighborhood of Hell's Kitchen where there's a curfew, you can't be on the streets, and fuck the police or the government. We're keeping everybody out. This is but, our own nation in the middle of New York, of Manhattan. But then it goes even further because Daredevil decides to get involved. He takes out Fisk. And he says, you know what, screw it, because now they're all like, all right, you're our leader now, and he embraces it. Right. And he starts getting... And it involves Spider-Man, it involves yeah, Punisher, but, 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 but Matt actually bullseye. starts getting corrupted by the mysticism right. of the hand and embracing it, so, yeah. We'll see, we'll see where this Shadowland thinks, uh, or this Shadowland lands. All right, we pretty much, we touched a lot of subjects. You know what we didn't touch is Go for that, it. that scene uh, in episode nine with Frank in, the, uh, in jail... Okay, so all those guys, that, so that, that, that gauntlet I'll, he runs. The gauntlet was awesome. Was awesome. Uh, the Frank um, Wilson Fisk conversation. Yeah. That did come out of the J- the Jason Aaron Punisher yes. run. Yes. Was incredible. Yes. Where Wilson Fisk goes, the rising tide, you know, yeah. floats all ships. I was yeah. like, damn, this sucks, man. He's got Frank. He knows exactly what to yeah. dangle in front of Frank so, to get Frank to jump. Yeah. And Frank jumps. Kills the jail rival. But I, I, and I love after he said, but next time I see you. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And, and Wilson set him up. Wilson yeah. fully intends for him to die in that hallway. Right. You know, and that, let me tell you something. That scene, because, you know, look, and true to the comics, they do a lot of the gymnastics with Daredevil and all yeah. that. That scene, I mean, I literally finished watching that scene and instantly went and messaged one of my instructors going like, you have to watch this. Yeah. You know, the fight was because, amazing. Yeah, but 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 it was it was you know, I, you know it was on the ground I, 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 and it was rough. As we know, you know I, I do Krav Maga. I mean, it was just Magoo. just so real, so visceral. Mr. Magoo. It was just like and he's, he's like just shiving not people. Stopping. He's shiving the yeah. crap out of people. He's just he's getting hit. He's just going, and yeah. it was just you know there was nothing fancy about it. No. It was just doing whatever he had to do. It was awesome. It was awesome. At the end, he's just laying there amongst all these yeah, bodies, covered in blood. <laughs> Like he was painted. And he's almost smiling. Yeah. It's and it's just like, oh amazing. my God. Dude, you just totally cleared this entire cell block. All the, 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 we don't need the electric chair anymore. We just need to put you on death row with all these criminals and open the gates. Yeah. yeah. Um, that Which, was by awesome the way, scene. also in Daredevil 181, in that issue, Punisher's in jail. Right. And he's loving it. Yeah. And like he has like you know a li- like so many and people that's happened that he's a few killed. times like that's happened yeah. on the raft that's happened a few times in the Marvel universe yeah. where they throw the Punisher but, in jail but, but the, and he just and that one people. it's great because in that issue he actually goes to Bullseye and yeah. pretty much taunts him but it's like what are you doing it's like well you know yeah I want you to go go get killed yeah you know like maybe you'll die or I'll kill you right you know it's just it's great um, so where do you think okay so we we know how this ended. Nelson Murdoch is no more. And, and by the way, Punisher is perfectly set up. And someone said to me, well, do you want a Punisher chair now? And my Hell answer yes. is, I do. And I want it done right. But, you know, my feeling is, I don't want them to do shows just to do shows. Yes, doing a Punisher show where they, maybe they do Jigsaw just to do it. Like, yeah. come on. We got the microtape. Yes. You know, it's yes. set up. Yes, you, you know, got the microtape. We've already CD. done some of the that Anna stuff. Awesome. And there's a couple of the things in the Annis, the original Annis run, that yeah. original maxi series, yeah. were done in, in the Thomas Jane movie. But you know what? Just, just do it just again. Do it. Yeah, just, do the Russian. I mean, honestly, redo the look Russian. Look at that. Just do it. Yeah. Redo the Russian, but yeah. but do like the grand. Like, who was yeah. it? Like the the Italian grandma? Or whatever yeah, exactly. Like, do all that weird all stuff. That's do awesome. The, do the fight in the zoo. Yeah. Like, like oh just my have god. Fun with it, man. Yeah, I mean, do that. It's <laughs> awesome. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with that. The 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 NS uh yeah. 
I, the Steve Dillon artwork. Just yeah. Go the full nine yards. Cause, and someone said yeah. that you look at Brent, Brentford looks like Steve Dillon drew it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so you would like a, I would like a Punisher series. Maybe it's going to happen. Maybe, yeah, it's going to happen, but does it need to be 13? Who knows? Maybe it does, but uh, that would be a great place to start yeah. is doing that first Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon run. And, 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 and Lodi Young is great. I think we have to get the rest of Electra story probably in Daredevil. Right. But An ultimately doing cool. like, yeah. See, if it was Feminicida, like, like yeah, espionage but, but stuff, yeah, Here's the other stuff. thing, and I'm not really sure about this, but mm-hmm. it's something I, I, I find myself questioning when, sure. we, again, we talk about Netflix and what their model is. Because, you know, typically in television, you know, network television, a studio makes a show, they sell it to a network, and the economics of that are that they lose money on it in the first few years right. until it gets a syndication thing and all that. Right. But Netflix is a different animal. You know, Netflix, it's about they're creating content to just entice their subscribers, and that's really all that it's about. I mean, yeah, there may be some ancillary sales later, but it's not really about that because the ancillary is for them. Right. So, you know, I feel like Netflix is fine. Like, like, like Defenders is something that wouldn't be done elsewhere. Right. It's not meant to be an ongoing series. It's a special event thing. You know, I like the idea of, you know, Punisher, Electra... They don't have to be on for seven years. Right. That's not necessarily the goal of it. And they can always appear in the yeah. other shows. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, I mean, but both actors were so good and it so came to life and so good and so interesting, you know. Ultimately, Electra's story is not there yet. Ultimately, Electra needs to be pu- pulled into the hand and then leave it mm-hmm. and go off on her own, you so, know. So I mean, they- I don't think we're going to get a version of things where Electra's going to come back to town and be... The Kingpin's assassin, or a sex, yeah, Electra assassin. You know? where, where do you think? No, but I, I would yeah. be interested in Electra assassin as its own thing. Yeah, as its yeah. own thing. Yeah. Where Where do things go with the character with Daredevil from here? Like, well, that's just it. Like, you know, we have, set up we have to, a, to see what, what the end result is of uh, the Karen Page thing, right? You know, so now he's told her, right? Um, but really, th- that's the cliffhanger. He doesn't have Nelson and Murdoch. He's told Karen, and what's up with Electra? You know, she's getting resurrected with the hand. Right. I think all that is season three, more or less. I mean, we'll get. I think we get hints of that in Defenders. Right. You know, um, Defenders so, is going to come before Daredevil. Yeah, that's what you see. Yes. Um, Ian, this was awesome. Yeah. I think the audience is like, dude, we just got it. Dude, the fact that you're like referencing issues single-handedly, like the actual issues, is what makes people want these episodes. And you know what? I think we said pretty much what we wanted to say about Jessica Jones as well. So you guys got yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah, we touched upon it. Um, are we going to do Batman vs. Well, well, Superman or are we going to do Captain America 3? Like, where do we want to land these Why is it or? They're um, like five, six weeks apart. No, I know, but I'm so busy and you're so busy. This is hard to do. And then I got Carson Bratton fucking tweeting us, yelling Look, at us guys, for not giving guys, it to Guys, I always say, I'll find a way. I mean, it's hard sometimes it's to work really around. It's really hard. You go to sleep really early and, you know. Yes, and you wake I, up very late. We, we yeah. have about six working hours where we're both awake. We're like Lady Hawk. So we have like six, seven hours where we can actually function. We're both working our asses off during those yeah, hours. It's true, it's true. So, But I, I, look... I'd love to, do, to discuss Batman vs. Superman yeah. with you. And we're going to go see it tomorrow. We're going to see it tomorrow. I'd love to do it. This, well, I, I think this episode's going up on Thursday, so we're going to see it. So we're going to see it we're tonight. Talk. Um, um, but, but uh, you know, I'm sure we, you know, obviously we should do it right away. So if we could figure out of the weekend and do it, you know. WonderCon. Look, I'll tell you right now. WonderCon is this weekend. That's true. WonderCon is this weekend. There's a few things, but, uh, but you know what? Maybe we're going to have to go into a corner at WonderCon and just take the episode. <laughs> Reviewing that. You know what? You know what? You just told me. I 
I got or fresh, honestly, on the way back from WonderCon, you could stop. And I got do fresh it, batteries for the Zoom. Uh, maybe I'll bring the Zoom to WonderCon and yeah. maybe talk to some creators. Uh, Geekscapus, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed Daredevil Season 2. I hope you watched it before listening to this. And if not, we just totally spoiled the whole thing for you. Uh, keep listening. Keep subscribed to this feed. Tell your friends about this feed. And give us like five stars on whatever uh, podcatcher you guys listen to this on. Because it really does help us when you guys review uh, uh, our podcast and share it with your friends. And of course, because we're going into convention season, if you see any people who you want to have on the regular Geekscape show, go up and talk to them and say, hey, have you heard of Geekscape? I listen to it. It's my favorite podcast. You should be a guest if you're ever in L.A. I'd love to have them. And do a little Facebook Twitter stock, too. If you see them on Twitter, be like, hey, drop by the Geekscape podcast. You'd be a good guest. You can talk about your latest program, uh, project. Uh, we love you guys. Ian, say goodbye to the Geekscapist. Goodbye, Geekscapist. We'll see you at the next big nerd event, which at this frequency is coming every single week. Love you guys. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. Bye.